Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. As usual, man, I want to stop here and thank my guests for a couple of things that I so, so deem important because I understand the value of it personally myself. And that is time. Vince, thank you for coming and sharing that time. That thing is so precious that many do not understand the value of it and they misuse it and live on this plane and never, ever touch the value of it. And I want to thank you for coming and share some of it with us here at Threads of Enlightenment. The other is your journey in that thing, man. That houses all that you were and it has made you who you are today. And I want to thank you that you are here to share and to uh, give us a glimpse of that, how you walk through from one space to the other and where you are today and your accomplishment was given birth because of your journey. And I am honored that you're here to come and share that with us. Thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Truly an honor, and thank you for inviting me. It's uh, so important for me to be able to, first of all, come in community with like-minded, like-hearted people like yourself, but then also to to share the journey, because I, as we were speaking earlier before we started the recording, uh, we, we are the example for the world, and we are the example for each other. So uh, yes. I, I truly understand that. I agree. Tell them those things that you have given birth. I know you have a partner that works with you, and you guys have created a great deal of good stuff. And I want you to talk to the people about all that good stuff that you guys have put together and uh, what is afforded to those that are listening uh, that you have created so far from your journey. Well, uh, I'll tell you that uh, we were truly brought together, Ken, uh, as part of living each of our purposes. And when I say that, uh, I'm coming from a place of uh, life Life led us to each other. And, and actually, we, we just published two weeks ago the book of our story. It's called Awakening Through Moments of Choice. On on how we were brought together, how we were. I love your title, man. Be... I love your title. I, pardon the interruption, <laughs> but I love that title, Vince. That is absolutely powerful stuff. Good title. Well, thank you so much, and, and it truly tells the story. And, yeah. and and all of it led to the fact that um, we were meant to help people find who they are, what they have to offer in the world, and why they're here, and then to live it fully. 
so others can do the same. And through that process, through guidance, through uh, lots of education about lo- and lots of doing our own work, we put together several programs to help people do just that. First of all, uncover why did you even choose to come to this earth? Yeah. What, what did you come to bring? What's the difference that you're meant to make? Because I think as you look at some of the surveys out there, some of the polls that have been taken, you know, 85% of the people right now in the entire world are dissatisfied with what they're doing in their lives. And, and that's so sad because that means that 85% of the people aren't bringing all of their gifts to the world. They're not making the difference that they're meant to make. So we brought everything together to to have a year-long mastermind where you can come together with like-minded, like-hearted people and learn how to bring that to the world. Step beyond, I, I think we were sharing earlier about marketing and how the world gives us all these rules that we need to follow. And it, our programs are all about how do you step out of those rules, yeah. form your own, and then live by your rules fully in a way that you truly are giving to yourself and you're giving to others through service. That is powerful. That is what you have just described is uh, the life that I have been calling people to experience uh, since the first day of this podcast. It's available. It is uh, through conversation like people like yourself that we get a chance to introduce you to them, how you are here to assist them to see it. Because most people, as we talked about earlier, they are very busy doing the things of living that they miss life. And so Mm -hmm. um, it is an honor to have you come and so that we can have this conversation about life. So talk to us, Vince, about your beginnings, because I believe that when we are young, and I've said this to before people that we are all uh, children and products of trauma and our parents are products of trauma. And the trauma, uh, based on that trauma, we then perceive the world and we have relationships uh, from the, with individuals, with ourselves first and with others and the world beyond. And uh, usually it is a traumatic thing and sometimes it's small that a child perceive as a traumatic thing, which it is to that child because it has damaged that child. And so um, talk to us about your family. How was your life growing up, siblings, parents, all of those things? Well, the the exciting thing about um, looking back is I understand that that I made the choice to come into that family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that um, the the experiences that I had were the experiences that I was looking for to be where I am right now, to share mm-hmm. what, what I just gave you that I'm sharing with the world. Yeah. So the, the interesting thing was I had a, a, a very loving set of parents, but I didn't realize my father loved me until I was 23 years old. And it was just because I was coming from the perceptions of what my mom told me Mm -hmm. love was and what my mom showed me what love was through the way that she acted. And because my dad didn't act the same way, I I didn't think he loved me. But all the way through that, I I lived a fairly traumaless, really, life as a child. Mm -hmm. But... 
there was always the knowing that I had inside of me that I was supposed to be doing something really important in this world. I told my grandmother at five years old that I wanted to help people love themselves so they could love others. Wow. That's a that's a five-year-old. I mean, yeah, that's, that's powerful. You know, I, I brought that in. That wasn't something a five-year-old knew for sure. Yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to do, Ken, which is very interesting, is to fly airplanes. I used to lie on the green grass, look up in the blue skies, watch the airplanes fly over. And, and I wanted to do that. And the interesting thing about both of the things that I knew I wanted in my life, as I started to be influenced by the influential men in my life, my grandfather, my father, uh, and a neighbor specifically, all of those dreams started to go away. My grandfather was actually um, what you might call my trauma. He had an idea of what a man should be. He had an idea of how you could be successful. And his idea was was the way that he was going to teach me. Yeah. And the dream of flying went away. The, the And I forgot the fact that I told my grandmother that I wanted to help people love themselves. I learned how to compete. I learned how to, to uh, not accept anything other than great. And then great was never good enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, always more, always more, always more. And, and uh, through my experiences with him, I became that, that object of competition. I mean, I was, I was going to be, I was going to show him because if I showed him, then he was going to love me. Mm. And if he loved me and I was acceptable, everything was going to be okay. And I did achieve. Uh, I was really good in sports. I was really good in school. Um, everything that I set out to do that I truly felt that I needed to do, I accomplished. Yeah. Uh, I was a military officer, military pilot, uh, a successful entrepreneur in several businesses, a, a corporate uh, leader, an uh, airline pilot, a military pilot, uh, my master's degree, the whole bit. I got everything. But the whole time, Ken, there was something missing. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. And I kept looking for it and looking for it. And I looked for it in the rules, as, as you said, society's rules. Yeah. Marketing's rules, grandpa's rules. Mm -hmm. What's the next thing? How am I going to get it? Where am I going to find the happiness that I know I deserve? Where am I going to feel fulfilled? And I just kept looking on the outside, looking on the outside. And then I had three wake up calls, uh, what we call at Imagine Miracles crisis wake Wake ups that you, you truly have to pay attention to. Um, I had wake up calls all along as I look back now. Yeah. Things like uh, there's something missing is a wake up call for oh, us yes. to. I agree. Let, let's just look at life, you know? Yeah. But um, I didn't pay attention to them like many of us don't. You know, it's it's something something wrong on the outside. And if I can change the outside, yeah. I, I'm not looking inside to find out what was wrong. So these crises wake up come come along. First was 9-11. Mm-hmm. And 9-11 for, for me was really close to home. I was a United Airlines pilot. Wow. And I lost a friend on Flight 93, the flight that crashed in Pennsylvania, uh, Jason wow. Dahl, the captain. And the, the thing that was interesting about that, one week prior, I flew Flight 93. Wow. So if it would have been 9-4 instead of 9-11, yeah. I probably would have been one of those bodies in Pennsylvania. But my grandfather taught me so well 
that was like, well, that would never happen to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just going to pick up, move on, let it go. And, and although I remembered longer than a lot of people about 9-11 and the effects of it, I, I within a year, I was back to my normal life, just yeah. living life as you shared earlier. And uh, the opportunity then for another crisis wake up was right there. United Airlines went bankrupt in 2003, which was two years later. Mm-hmm. And in that bankruptcy, I, I lost a lot. I lost all my pension. I lost 60% of my pay. And I also lost for a short time my belief in humanity and my belief in loyalty. And it was just devastating to me. But then another set of rules kicked in, Ken. Mm -hmm. My my dad's rule of it's your job to make sure that your family is cared for and taken care of, and it's your job to make sure you have a retirement. And it was all gone. So what did I do? I brushed everything off, didn't start living life differently, even though I felt like there was more for me to do somewhere else. Yeah. And I went out, bought some pretzel stores, to, and that was going to be my retirement, and, and everything was going to be good. And then good old Dr. Atkins comes into the picture and says, you shouldn't <laughs> be eating carbs. And, and, and now those stores took a dive, and, and I spent the next three years between working at the training center at United and mm-hmm. working with my employees up to 40 of them at times to bring those stores back up. And while that was all happening, uh, I actually lost my wife. She oh. she decided after those three years of me not being home and constantly working that she wasn't happy any longer. She ended up having an affair. And through that and the divorce, I finally had that crisis wake up call that shook me and said, Vince, you yeah. got to get out there and you got to figure out what's missing in your life. And uh, I'm, I'm hugely uh, behind each of us finding those people that can help us on our journey, those yeah. coaches that can, can help us open up to who we are. And lucky for me, I found someone like Jack Canfield, the chicken soup for the soul guy. Yep. And uh, I went to a seven-day program that Jack had. And in that program, it was uncovered what was missing in my life. Mm. And what I uncovered was it was me that was missing. I was living everybody else's rules. I was living for everyone else. So they were happy because I felt if the people around me were happy, I was going to be happy. I was going to feel fulfilled. And what I learned was that I think just what, what you share with your, your audience, you know, we've got to find the happiness. We've got to love the inside of us. We've got to support who we are before we can actually share that in the world in a way that uh, makes makes the difference. Yes. And and that was the wake up call that finally got my attention to start living life another way. Start start looking for those things that that I was happy in and not what I thought was going to bring happiness. And then I, I attracted Mary, as you said, my partner in in the current business. We've been yeah. married for uh, 13 years now. And in that, in finding her, it was kind of a positive wake-up call for me to start looking at life beyond the rules of things I've been taught. Mm. And and I really was forced to delve into spirituality. I was forced to delve into science because 
Mary wasn't going to live an ordinary life. <laughs> she wanted to live the life that she was meant to live. Yeah. And I was challenged to start understanding what she was seeing in the world. And yeah. when I started finding it, I realized that there was so much missing because I had lived such a rule-filled, rule-based life that was really keeping me in a, a very, very small box. Yeah, as I mentioned to you, we, I call it normal. And everything that you describe is what a normal person would do. And the normal person, the trauma, we push it under the fence. We put it under the carpet, if you will. And we never face it. We never mingle with it. We never have that conversation. And I tell people, uh, Vince, is that I call it your day of visitation. Those red flags are coming at you and coming at you and you... Uh, we don't live in a state of awareness, I call it, or um, to really look at those things and say, wait a minute, something is going on until that day of visitation, meaning that it has, it feels as if we ran into a Mack truck or a Mack truck emotionally has ran into us and we just lay there. We're sapped out of everything. Um, and I think it's a great place to be because it's where we have no more ability that our own ability, we have to look beyond ourselves and go, wait a minute, I need help. There's something that is not kosher here. There's something that is not right here. And then I believe, as I mentioned earlier, that's where I thought, I believe that you and I have just begun and walk into the classroom of enlightenment because we now are going to start digging and become an, uh, a perpetual um, investigator of self. What is my driving force? What is it that makes me tick? What is it that makes me happy? What are all those things? And as we delve into it, and that's why I, I, I agree with you 100%, the purpose for that coach, that it's like a guide. They know the questions to ask you because you simply haven't taken the time or went through the journey to know. You have still kind of plugged in. And someone that is not, quote unquote, plugged in is sitting on the outside looking at you because guess what? They have been plugged in and they know exactly where you are. They know the questions to ask you because you don't know. They're familiar with it to bring the results that you need, that you know you need and you desire, but you don't know how to get it. They do. And that is why find one as Vincent said, find one. It is important because they are going to help you discover some stuff about you that has been dormant simply because you haven't taken the time to ask the question. But that partner is there to help you and to hold your hands. So as you began to, you, you've got your partner now and she's here kind of spearheading you and kind of push you into uh, seeking answers about you. And you began to go into that space. You talked about the science part, and I think people misunderstand that science is a, has to do a great deal with personal development. It is almost like a marriage because there's science that proves everything that people call the woo-woo stuff. And um, uh, the woo-woo stuff is a scientific uh, basis, and um, uh, it is designed to help you and I. So here you are. Talk to me, Vince, about some of those tools. First of all, not the tools. First, what were some of those 
things that you started discovering about yourself that you figure, whoa, I didn't know and I need to, uh, some assistance with that? What were some of those uh, undiscovered um, things that you had inside of you? Anxiety, some people call it, you call it fear, we call it all those things. What was yours that you started to discover? Well, it goes back to the those rules because those rules became beliefs. Yeah. And our belief system is is truly uh, something that uh, even even the personality that we develop through our early childhood to be our operating system in life relies on those beliefs. And I found out that that I had so many beliefs that were limiting me, so many beliefs that were were holding me back. But then I also, like many of us, felt that well, everything happened in my past life was something something bad it 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 would it led to me being not quite happy it led to me to being not quite fulfilled and what i discovered through all of that was that every part of my life up to the day that i discovered this understanding was was such a gift to me yeah because like you said um i was plugged in at one time and i'm still plugged in in places at time anybody yeah. that tells you that they're completely unplugged oh so am i man Yes, you know, they're 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 they're, they're denying. Lying. They're lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're lying. Don't even lying. know I'm lying, right? Denial. <laughs> and, and but what I learned was that if I could go back to those times where I felt a, to be a, I was a victim, and there was a lot of them. I thought I was a victim of my father not loving me. I yeah. thought I was a victim of some things that that happened in my life. Even even the bankruptcy, I felt like I was a, a victim of. Yeah. And what I realized was that every time that I thought I was a victim, there was such a gift that came from it. I, I developed a gift that was huge, or I developed an understanding that would help me help other people because yeah. I, I knew what it felt like to be in that place. Or I, I learned how to to raise my vibration in the toughest times. Yes. And 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 all of that uh when you start finding the gift and those things in your past that that helped create beliefs or if if nothing more it helped justify beliefs and you start looking at them and you find gifts in those situations yes. now you've changed the past yes it is and, and when you change the past you can't yeah. help but at least give yourself a springboard for where you are in the present. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. Um, everything, and I tell people, even even your part-time job that you do will have some kind of things in your future. So everything that you do, as you said, your past and all of the situations you find yourself in, um, they are there and designed to make you a beautiful creature. Um, once you began to shift your perspective. And I t the key, Vince, is the shifting of the perspective. Because I give the example that if you're in darkness and your focus is only on the darkness, if you began to shift your perspective and learn how to enjoy the darkness, the darkness, the taste, the sting of it has just changed. It, it, it's lost its power simply by you switching your uh, your perspective on the darkness. So I keep telling them, you can be in darkness, but when you change your perspective within the darkness, the that guilt, that 
other stuff, the other negative energy has lost its power. And that's the beauty about who we are in any circumstances in our life. It is how your perception is of that situation that will keep you in there the longer, the longest unnecessary length of time. But the key to changing your perspective, you have to learn to apply a certain tools. We talked about the very first one, bring in a team member, get yourself someone. And the second is usually some people will gravitate to meditation and other tools. Science, uh, the science of personal development has so many tools in there. Um, What were some, Vince, that you began to incorporate into your life to help you navigate those and through those dark times? Well, let me share a little bit about the darkness uh, before I, I share a tool. Yes. One of the things, and, and this probably is a tool, but one of the things that I found about darkness, it, the it, by definition, darkness is just the absence of light. Mm-hmm. And when we step into, quote, quote, our darkness, if we can step in from a place of self-love, self-understanding, self-discovery, we're bringing light to the darkness. Yes. Yeah, and when we bring dark that light to that darkness, it, it no longer becomes something that is inhibiting or something that's holding fear for us. Yeah, it becomes something that is is and can be empowering for us to really then step beyond that darkness into more of our own light. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. So what I, what I found was, and 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 I love the fact that you you talk about the tool of meditation. And, and mm-hmm. I think I think what we have to understand is that if we can find a tool that works for us, yes. that taps into our knowingness. Yes. I truly believe that there's a non-physical part of us, a part of us that so. still remembers, yes. that knows why we came here, that knows why we're we're here to live this life. And if you believe the science of quantum physics, if you mm-hmm. if you're willing to uh, at least uh, accept the possibility of it, that means as the observer, that non-physical part of us is helping create and co-create situations in our lives yes. for us to truly live that reason that we're here. So I believe that everyone has to have a tool to tap into that guidance, to tap yes. into that knowingness of who they are. And that can be prayer, for people who are religious, that could be meditation. Yep. That could be um, there's there's like you said, so many great tools out there. Oh, yeah. We personally like to teach people uh, a process called active imagination that Carl yes. Jung founded. And in that active imagination, realize that you can tap into that non physical part of you. You can yes. even tap into higher frequencies of the energy stream of who you are. Some people yes. call them guides. You know, some. Some people call them their angels. We can mm-hmm. actually tap into that energy uh, as as part of the universe because we're we're all made of that one true energy, God, yes. the universe, source. We're we're part of that. Yeah. Um, even the Bible says we were made in God's likeness. Yeah. So if we're if we're made in God's likeness, we have the ability to tap into that knowingness. Yeah. And that's one of the hugest tools out there because so many coaches, even a good coach who asks questions, 
still ask questions based on their understanding or how mm-hmm. they see life. Yeah. But if you can find, uh, and I love the word that you use, a guide, because I don't call myself a coach. I call myself a guide. Yeah. If I can help you get to the place that you can tap into that wealth of information, your true knowingness, now you can start living life and from a way that you're empowered because you can start questioning the old beliefs. You can yeah. go back to those beliefs that that two-year-old or three-year-old formed and said, does it do, because they don't tell us beliefs aren't real. Yeah. So if we yeah. can, if we can go back there now with the adult mind, because yes. our reasoning mind doesn't even start developing until seven years old. Yeah. And by that time, the majority of our beliefs are already formed. If, if we can go back there and then use the tools of, of reframing belief of, yeah. um, uh, forgiveness is is a huge yep. tool to Key. use, and, and you mentioned that before. Yeah, uh, if you can go back to that place, and first of all, forgive yourself for beating yourself up because this two year old child didn't feel the love that it wanted to feel and started to think that there was something wrong with it and developed a belief that there's I'm not worthy or I'm not lovable, which affects so yeah. many of us. We can first of all have empathy for that part of us and compassion mm-hmm. for that part of us, which is huge in in our development and, and our willingness to step into the unknown like you shared. But yeah. then at the same time, we can start looking at the situation that happened and um, did my, th- I'll use me as an example. I said that I didn't feel like my dad loved me because he didn't treat me the way my mother treated me. Yeah, so yeah. I believed, I formed as, as a young child a belief that my dad didn't really love me. But then when I was uh, able to come from the adult mind and I started doing my work around these beliefs that were holding me back that were keeping me stuck, I was able to go back and look at my dad just didn't show me love in the way that I thought he should show me. Yeah. Yeah. But then I started noticing, well, he did this. That was an act of love. He did that. It was an act of love. He did this. It was an act of love. And from the adult mind, I was able to go back and, and look at that and say, wow, my dad did love me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, if, as I looked at, before I came to that conclusion and understanding, I could look at my teenage years and say, oh, my dad was so mean. My dad was so, so nasty to me. You know, he was, he was really, uh, he really didn't want me around. And then coming, coming back from that new awareness, that new understanding, I looked at my teenage years and it was like, oh my God, my dad was so supportive of me. Yeah. Yeah. Just in yeah. his own way. In his way, yeah. And, and and that's a those tools right there are so huge because no matter what the world tells us, no matter what our coaches say, no matter how enlightened we get, we still have those parts of us buried inside of our body yeah. that that hold on to those old beliefs. And once once you can free yourself of those beliefs, now you're opening yourself up to okay, what do I want to believe? Yeah. What is my truth? Because yeah. your truth is just that, only yours. Mm-hmm. So let's let let me form my truth and start living life from from that aspect. And then, as you shared so eloquently, then you become the example for others to live yeah. their truth and know that their truth is okay, and someone else's truth is okay, even if they don't 
match up, even if they're yeah. not the same truth. Yeah, I, th I think all, all that you've said is, is absolutely um, paramount in understanding uh, self-development and learning about yourself and healing uh, when it comes to your healing, the uh, revisiting of the situation and reforming it and recognizing the value that was there, but based on your perception in it, you weren't able to see that. And when you begin to do that, you heal at a quicker rate than if you continue to just, uh, as you say, you know, see, oh, my father was this or whoever it was in the situation. And when you pull yourself out from the victim mentality, that's when you begin to start seeing clear, um, as they say, um, you change the energy when you come out of that space of victimhood and you allow the greater you, I believe, that is there to expound and, and you come out of that restriction. When, uh, if you could feel the restriction when you put yourself into a victim mode, it's like you're locked in and you can't move. But when you begin to look at yourself differently, you're beginning to open, as they say, as that flower or as that lotus is, is beginning to open. And you're able to receive more of the sunlight coming into your life as, as the metaphor goes. So here you are. Um, Vince, you're getting all of these things and you're seeing and learning, you're applying the tools to assist you in your growth. As you're moving forward and uh, gathering all the information, because I tell people you find yourself studying and gaining insight because of something that you said. And I always tell them, uh, Vince, the reason why I see people that are circular, that are going around and never figuring out what they want to do is because they haven't decided what they want. And once you decide what you want, it's really powerful what happens within the human uh, being. Uh, they stand up a little different. The, the, I call it the statement of faith. You're going to say something. You're going to say something to propel you from where you are. And the reason why I call it the statement of faith, uh, Vince, is because you believe it more than anyone else right where you are at that time. And because you believe it, you will take the necessary step, Vince, to whether it's picking up some study, whether it's seeking out a program, whatever it takes to bring what you have just released out of your mouth to come to pass, you will do it. And I tell them, please find it as quickly as you can. Uh, um, grab yourself, as, as uh, Vincent mentioned, on the onset, get yourself a guide so that they can assist you. And as they begin to assist you, you will see all these principles and find the other piece that um, he was talking about. What tool that you need, of, um, a carpenter uses his tools to get some of the most beautiful things built, a, a, a um, you know, so you have to find your tool because you're going to build something. A sculptor does it also. And you, as time moves, you're going to change different tools. You're going to start with a sledgehammer. And then the next thing you know, you're, you have this nice little uh, curving tool that you're using because you have shaved off all that other excess, if you would, as you continue to learn who you are. And then, Vince, you started walking into the space where you have learned much. You're putting it now into a format by which you can become a servant. Talk to me as to 
How did that take place when you began to move forward there? All that you have learned, you've grabbed it together, and you're now going to put it into a process. As I said, you've been putting all the pieces together. You're now going to cook this dish. Vince, you're going to feed some people with this dish. How did you come about um, bringing all these pieces together to call it your own, your own piece of the pie, as they say? So the, the first thing was realizing that I told my grandmother at yeah, five years I, I, old. That, I was waiting to get back to that because that is <laughs> that is a powerful piece of information. And I was waiting, um, but I'm glad you, you brought it back because that is a, man, that was an insightful piece of stuff for a five-year-old to say, you know? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that in all these 200, 300 people I've interviewed. I've never heard that, Ben. So go ahead. Talk about your, that piece. Well, w- one thing I want to share about that is that as as I've been doing my work, uh, I've found that more and more, if if people can get back to those early years, yes, they can actually find they knew why they, they can access this earth. It. Yes. Yes. They, they can, can, they can get it. to that place. Yes. So, so when I got back to, okay, I told my grandmother I wanted to help people love themselves so they could love others. So what was I here to do? I, I, I was here to raise vibration. I was here yeah. to open hearts. And when I, when I had that understanding, the first thing that came to me was, well, of course, I, I, I tapped into that guidance that I was mm-hmm. talking about to get the answers. And what was the first answer? Well, Vince, you got to open your heart. Yeah. You got to love yourself. Yep. And that started the process of, okay, well, how do I do that? What's available to me? Um, what works for me? What works for other people? And um, one of my gifts or my gifts and talents, if you look at them, um, I've learned to be a teacher. I've learned to teach. Uh, I taught flying airplanes. I taught goals and visualizations. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've been teaching my entire life, and through those processes, I've learned to teach everybody at the yeah. a, in, in a way that they can learn. So um, I, I've always been bringing in all these tools. My toolbox is huge. Yeah, and, and when I, I'm working with someone either if it's in one of our programs or it's in personal coaching, the whole thing is, okay, bring your, bring your empty toolbox and then let's look in my toolbox for the things yeah. that you're good at using, the tools that work for you. And then let's fill your toolbox with the tools that work. So the process was I had to learn all those things. First of yeah. all, I had to open my heart. Mm-hmm. I had to start loving me. I had to look at those things that I had judgments on me about because those are the things that were keeping me stuck. Those were the things keeping me doing the same old thing, staying in the normal, as yeah. you share. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and especially if you want to get on stage and you want to tell people that you are unique, you are special, there is nobody like you in the world and you're here to make a difference and you need to find that difference because that's how you serve. Yeah. You better find it in yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I, I read hundreds of books. I went to some of the best mentors in, in the field of transformation and personal growth. Um, I, I found I, I brought some of them as, as mentors to me. I tapped into the guidance and, and uh, learned ways that I could help people grow. And through doing my work and and looking for for the different ways for people to 
uncover their purpose, to live it fully, to move beyond those subpersonalities, to work with their belief system, I, I started putting together processes. Mm-hmm. Processes that, first of all, worked for me. Yeah. And, and that's what most people who present programs, they, they find it in themselves yep. and then they put their program together their way. Yes. But then before I took the programs out, I went back and said, okay, how many other ways can I find to do all these things? Yeah. Find your beliefs, uncover them, reframe them, find your purpose. How can I find a bunch of other ways? So when I'm in a program with somebody and I share a certain way and I see in their eyes that it's not theirs, how can I give them something else that can be theirs? Yeah. Because like like you said, you know, it's their answers. And my job, why I'm here, why I raised my hand and I said I went to Earth to open those hearts and to, to open eyes and open minds. I knew that my job is to be the guy that carries the pickaxe and the guy that carries all the tools needed to help you pick away at those rocks that are built up around who you are. Yeah. And find your own answers. So it's your way. It's your yeah. life. And and you can show yourself fully. So the programs I put together, one of them is really how do you tap into guidance that works for you, that you mm-hmm. can get the answers? And then how can you use tapping into guidance to find why you're here, who you are, what you have to offer, why you experienced all those circumstances in your life? That came together to be this amazing person that has all these special gifts and talents. And I truly believe that every person on this earth is special and unique. There's no one like them when it comes together, uh, putting your talents and gifts together. No one in 8 billion people like you. So that program was based on that, getting you to that point. And then no matter how spiritual you get, we still live in the collective of this third dimension. Mm Mm-hmm. So we have to learn how to, first of all, see the obstacles that are coming to keep us from shit serving, living, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all those obstacles that are trying to keep us in that normal box. And then when they pop up, how do we deal with those obstacles? Yeah. And that's the year-long program. Being conscious of where you judge yourself, where you haven't learned to love yourself fully. Because I, I truly believe, like you, that we're here to serve. And the best way to serve is to love every part of us, even the parts that we don't think are so great. Yes, I agree. I agree. And, yeah. and once you start loving them, let's go back to the quantum physics part of it. Yeah. Once we start loving every part of ourselves, we're no longer resisting it. And if we're no longer resisting it, then we can make the changes. Yes, absolutely. Everyone that has been listening to this conversation, man, uh, this has been a deep one. Um, and it is my just my pleasure to have Vince come. And those that are listening to us, get in touch to, in, with Vince. He has his new book. He has the podcast. We're going to put that stuff. I'm going to have him talk about it again before um, the program, the masterclass. It is important that you assign yourself to someone, to a guide that will able to walk with you, that has tools, that has a couple of picks 
and some other tools with them and a big toolbox that will have you show you where to chisel so that those pieces can come apart and you can stand in that mirror and look at yourself and say, hell yeah. As you began to move forward, it um, it's hard, but it is so beautiful. And the thing that is hard is because we are unhooking, undoing those programs that the belief system, as you talked about, that were implanted implanted into us and infused into our uh, into our belief system, all these ideas that came in. And then as we began to take them off, of course it's painful because it was attached to something. And But once it releases, you will see how great and powerful you are and you will become effective. As I always say to people, you become effective and you're going to change yourself and then you're going to change the, the world around you. And uh, I know that Vince's wish is that you would come into his space and then you would even take it further than he can ever uh, take it as uh, Jesus made disciples and they changed the world. And I want you guys to get into his space so he can have a couple of disciples so that we can all change this world. Vince, I want to thank you for coming to Threads, man. This has been a great conversation, sir. And I look forward to our relationship as we grow together and walk this walk together, man. Can I share a gift with the audience, Ken? Sure, man. Please. Uh, if if you go to imaginemiracles.com forward slash threads, I, I'm going to give you the exact formula that I use in that first program that I told you about. What are the questions to ask? Um, how do you delve deeper into uncovering your unique purpose, that part of you that makes you unique? That'll be available on there. And I'm going to give a lot of other gifts on that page. But one for sure, the first 10 people from this podcast that signs up for what we call a Your Life, Your Way Breakthrough Session, Mary or I, or maybe you'll even get both of us, will sit down with you and talk about, you know, where are you right now? What's the biggest obstacle in the way? And what's your next best step to move past that obstacle to really uncover who you are, open your heart up, shine out your light, and start living the difference that you're meant to make? Awesome. Thank you so much, sir, for offering that to them. And you guys get in his space because uh, this guy is for real. And I am just excited to have him in my space so that we can uh, get a chance to talk and grow as friends because I think we are on the same path and we could whisper to each other from time to time, encourage one another as we walk this journey. Again, I want to thank you so much, and it has been an honor and a privilege, sir. Thank you, Ken. Mine also. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are, and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can 
You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.